Hi, good day, and thank you for tuning in to the Microdose Diet. So my guest today is Lisa Shasta, and Lisa is a professional money coach who empowers women to improve their finances. So stay tuned because Lisa and I will discuss the blocks that many of us face on the road to financial success. And you don't want to miss that. Uh, so my name is Peggy Van de Plage. I'm a former banker and venture capitalist. And uh, now I speak and write about the benefits of alternative medicines, like microdosing psilocybin, as an example, uh, for professional and personal growth. So you can uh, check me out, Substack, LinkedIn, YouTube, the usual socials. So Lisa, thank you so, so much for being here today. Uh, I'm really, really excited about this conversation. It's going to be fun. Yes. Thank you for having me. Well, the first question, but you know, when I was looking at your profile, what you were doing, I was like, why did you decide to focus on personal money for women uh, with your book, your program, and really your, your entire career? I think it shows me is the short answer. <laughs> I didn't initially go into the finance industry for that reason. I had it on my heart. Well, one, I was making a big change in my career and I had been working for a university my entire adult life. And in my thirties, I had an awakening and I, I was like, one, I want to be a business owner. Mm -hmm. And two, I want to have unlimited earning potential. Yeah. I didn't know what that looked like. I didn't know how I was going to do that. But the first carrot that was dangled in front of me was to be a financial advisor. Yeah. So the first opening and window for myself was this could be possible for me. And I went for it. And it was in a high net worth firm with a private RIA, which is a registered investment advisor. I got my licenses. I had to learn a ton about money. Yeah. I knew, I realized like my friends that have PhDs, they tell you when they go through a PhD program that you don't really realize how much you don't know when you go through a program like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I knew nothing about money. Yeah. So that was a, a big learning curve. And so for me, it wasn't actually personal finance that turned me on to finance, but it was through my own personal journey with money, which we can talk about through my personal failures with money that I became really passionate about for myself, turning my life around, turning my relationship with money around hmm. and now doing that for other women. And what I'm also very interested in is why women? Mm. What women are the future. Women are the future. Okay, so you thought that uh, by empowering them, you're going to create more uh, people with uh, with the ability to influence and impact the world and uh, and really uh, make make a difference. I guess I'm, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but <laughs> that's why it think. is. Yeah. it's a vision. It's a vision that I have for women that when we are also the financial leaders of the world. So this was a 2017 statistic. We've made some progress toward it but not a ton, not enough in my opinion, is that 10% of the world's wealth is owned by women. Hmm. Yet 50% of the world's population are women. Exactly. Yeah, that's uh, that's interesting. So one of the things I'm always very interested in is limiting belief, the blocks, the resistance, you, you, you alluded to your own failure. So I assume you, you had to deal with your own uh, limiting belief in order to be successful. So so what is your approach 
what do you see the most frequent limiting belief, uh, especially for women? Ex explain us your, uh, your perspective on that. Absolutely. So today I'm a master certified neurolinguistics practitioner. Oh, great. Okay. And so it's through the process of understanding how our unconscious mind works that I'm helping my clients and having a larger conversation about why we actually have blocks about money in the first place. And for me, the one thing that was mind blowing and life altering for me is to realize that our brains, our unconscious mind cannot acknowledge or see or understand something that does not exist within our own brain. Okay. So it's, it's, yeah. So I'll break it down for you. The, the <laughs> phrase perception is projection. Yeah. We are incapable of seeing the world in any other way than who we are, Okay, okay, okay. who okay. we are. And a lot of our beliefs were formed before the age of seven. Yeah. Financial transformation happens when we understand where those beliefs came from and we can unlock and, and tap into our unconscious wiring. Because if we don't, even though as women, we might say we want success, mm -hmm. even though as women, we say we want to have unlimited earning potential because of beliefs that we, that happened to us about ourselves, about the world and about money before the age of seven, we then started making decisions about ourselves. We won't create the results that we want until we can shift our, our mindset and we can do that. It takes time, it takes practice, but it's possible. Yeah, and you know, I think that's very important. This idea was, there's a study I really like that's been made on um, Asian American women and before a math test. And if you remind them of their gender, they do less good than if you remind them of their race. And it's mm. just to your point, it's the projection, you know, or oh, Asian are supposed to be good at math while women are not. And you're just following the, the prejudice. Yes. And it's the same because there is always, you say, oh, women are spender. Uh, you know, they're not the ones who manage the money. They don't understand. I'm not sure if you saw the Barbie movie. You know, yes. at some point she's like, oh, I have all my money in a saving account. You know, like, she, <laughs> she's playing them and uh, waiting for a man to explain her, you know, or man planer, should I say? Yes. And, uh, and to your point, I think money on top of that is extremely emotional. Mm. So before you're seven, you're getting everything from your family. If you're part of 99% of the population, your parents have uh, not super empowering, you know, mindset mm -hmm. into money. So, so did you go through that? You are talking about your own failure. So you realize that things that happened to you when you were a kid influenced mm -hmm. you in your beliefs? Absolutely. So if it's true that perception is projection, I was raised in a blue, blue collared family. My dad never made more than $60,000 a year. I remember consciously memories of him telling us, don't take on a leadership role. Don't work more than you have to. Yeah. Management is, is it's a problem. Yeah. More money, more problems. Yeah. <laughs> so it was I had to step outside of my own comfort zone and my own belief system to say, that's not what I want. And yet I don't know how to create my life any other way. 
Mm-hmm. because I made decisions about myself. One that I, you asked me at the beginning is what's something that I hear women say a lot. And it's the belief that we're not worthy. Well, yeah. where did that come from? Yeah. Yeah. Where and, did that come from? And unfortunately, whether we want it or not worth in our mind, rightfully or not rightfully. So is very much linked with money. You yes. Know? It's, it's very difficult to think you're worthy uh, without uh, a dollar Mm-hmm. At your name, uh, on your on your bank account. So I'm curious, how did you reprogram yourself? So did you work with, I assume, NLP practitioners uh, because it worked well for you and you went in that direction? Or what was your journey, actually? I'm sure everyone who's going to be listening to that interview is like, okay, I want to understand what my limiting beliefs are, why I'm living paycheck to paycheck, Yes. What I can do about it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So it was uh, 10 years ago, almost, uh, it was July 20, July, 2014 that I went through my first personal development seminar. Okay. So almost 10 years ago. And that was the awakening for me of understanding what my limiting beliefs were and how they were creating the result that mm-hmm. I had in my life. Yeah. So I had to take a long, long, hard look in the mirror and look at all the things in my life that were not working in relationship and financially, of course. Yeah. So the belief that I couldn't be successful, this was my belief and I'll never forget. It was October 2nd, 2017. I was sitting in my bed and I had this epiphany that my belief, my decision was that I couldn't be successful without a man in my life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Where did that come from? Well, my mom was a stay at home mom. Right. I have a twin brother who I was attached to growing up. So for all those reasons, I had to break through and learn how to take new action. And it hasn't been a straight line to success. I've had, and most, most of us, it's not a straight line to success. There have been a lot of peaks and valleys. I'm learning now how to create sustainable success for my business, for my life, but it's taken 10 years. It's a journey. There's no magic bullet. There's no magic wand. No, 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 no. And so I assume at least the way I've been working is with multiple tools. Um, It really works well for me. Some people like one tool and, you know, we are all different. As long as it works, it doesn't matter. So NLP is a tool I really like as well. Do you have other tools in your uh, in your toolbox that have been um, helping you with repro- deprogramming because the first it's always something the first step is understanding okay what are my limiting beliefs but very often that's where it stops most personal development uh, professional development books training whatever and it's an important step but you know what I was getting so frustrated I'm like okay well I get it I know what do I do now. And so the, I think now I'm just like, I'm only interested with the, the tools. Uh, yeah. I assume there is enough people who are going to talk to you about mindset and, uh, you know, all the limiting beliefs. Or do you deprogram and reprogram? What has worked well for you? What works well for your client? Just what you said, awareness plus action. Mm-hmm. That's where my world is unique. There are a lot of money professionals who give you great tools, but they don't teach mindset. And there are a lot of great practitioners who teach mindset that don't teach tools. In my world, we intersect the two because you have to take new action. It's not enough to, like you said, shift the mindset. You have to be willing to take new action. So for me, I also invest in coaching 
so that on a weekly basis, I'm challenging beliefs and I'm taking new action. That's hard. That's hard. And that's where the transformation happens. Yeah. Is being willing to take new action. What I saw for me was I could take new actions, but then I would self-sabotage. Mm-hmm. So, and so tapping really helped me and, you know, different tools because, you know, my nervous system, my emotional body, energetic body, all of that were so out of whack. Mm -hmm. So even if I could change mindset, you know, uh, it's like the iceberg, the mindset is the top. So yeah, I can look at it and say, I'm going to make great decisions. Yeah. But then in consciousness, it's like, well, you're worth 60,000. You know, yes. The example of your dad, you're worth $60,000. Yeah, let's make sure you go back to that. And that was for me more this, how do I change the um, knee-jerk reaction? Mm-hmm. Yeah, of, I love that. Of, uh, I would take the action that would be difficult and require a lot of willpower mm-hmm. because it trigger a lot of fear. But then... It would, you know, systematically yep. go down. So I, I found right. if you if you don't change, uh, if you don't upgrade the software, um, it's it, it's gonna bug <laughs> every time. I love that, and that's why I'm so excited about the work that you do. For that reason, that it is a whole body approach. One of yep. the first, one of the things I did last year, I knew I was gonna be on this new journey. I knew that I'd be taking on bigger things in my career. And I worked with a chiropractor and a network chiropractor to help unlock, not just in the mind, but in the body trauma and unlock in, in energetically that you're, you're spot on. It has to be all encompassing. You have to take new action, but you have to know how to regulate your own nervous system. Yeah, exactly. Otherwise you're just like flight or fight as soon as soon as you you start something new um i'm interested so you you were mentioning women have this you know i'm not worthy enough what are the typical blocks you uh, or challenges or even challenges you see uh, you see for women because uh, if they know they might be a bit better at uh, spotting them Mm. well we all have blind spots yeah so there there are the things that you know you know about money. And for, for most of all of us, what we know, we know about money was taught to us or modeled to us. And it's what we're, how we're currently operating. But if we don't want, if we don't like the results that we have, then we have to lean into a conversation about there are things that we know we don't know, Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. is there when you hire a coach or you take a class, you're like, there's the, like, I don't know anything about how to invest. I know I don't know it, yeah, yeah. but then there's the things that we don't know that we don't know. No. <laughs> we don't know. Yeah. And where that is, where you're going to unlock those blocks. And I'll talk about a few of them would be with a coach because the same person, AKA me that created the problems that I have in my life won't be the same person to get me out of it. Yeah. You can see it. You I can't agree. see it. So some of the common blocks when it comes to money is, um, is I'm not worthy is a huge one mm-hmm. for men and women, but a belief of even unconsciously, if you could pay attention to your language and how you speak about money, those are your blocks. Mm. So money doesn't grow on trees. That could be a belief or a decision that that's, you heard growing up. That's my husband's favorite. He's like, well, 
if it was energy, every time you say that, I'm rolling my eyes. I'm like, oh, stop looking back. You know, like, but yeah, I, you know, like all this, um, yeah, all this stupid little sentence, all yes. this quote that people brainwash themselves by repeating it every day or whatever. Yeah. So the money yeah. people on tree, I think we all get that at some point. Yeah. Uh, well, and the, the other major block that I see is that money becomes an either or conversation. Yes. I like that you point that out. Yes. I can have money yeah. or I can have love. Exactly. I can have success or yeah. I can be, I can have time with my kids. Yeah. 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 And so we sabotage because we don't know how to bring those two together. Exactly. There's the duality. It's fake duality. Yes. But I think especially as women, and you point out the money and love, the idea of, okay, you don't, you know, earn more money or be more powerful than uh, your spouse. That, that. So there is also all of that playing in mm. the background, I would say even more for um, for women. I think mm. men, it's a lot about not necessarily making more money than their father. Mm-hmm. There is a lot with the father. But yeah, that's interesting. I agree with you, you know, listening to your words super important you're gonna you know this little whatever but also understanding that it's not true you mm-hmm. can both you can be a good person and have money yeah you're not stealing to others if right. you're rich but you know you're, you're coming from blue collar i do as well and there is very much this mindset that well it's a choice between having a family being happy or having money or yeah. being good. So one question I have, what did you see the impact of religion, maybe? So mm-hmm. I'm Catholic, and I can tell you that, oh my God, the money thing. So French and Catholic money is really like a dirty word. And uh, and I'm still realizing every day, oh my God, that's coming from, you know, 20 years in Catholic school, you know? And, you know, you need to be poor. You know, you need to be poor. Mm. To be, you know? Oh my gosh. Yeah. And, and I, and I'll challenge that it, it probably didn't even start. And I don't know when you became Catholic or where that started for a lot of us, it can be ancestral. It can come from generations before us that they learned that they learned that they learned that they learned that you, that is embedded into who you are and you have to be willing to challenge that and go, is that true? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that true? Yeah. And if you are submitting to the authority it would have to be true. But as a woman, are you ready and willing to challenge who you were born to be mm-hmm. by God, you know, by God's will, if you, if you believe in, in that, that God, how did God design me and who do I get to be? This is the generation, Peggy. I believe this in my heart, this generation of women, we are here to shift and alter the way that women live and that that doesn't have to be the case. How we were taught does not have to be the case. We can challenge our beliefs and we can still have love and kindness. We can challenge the systems that we were raised in and build a healthier world. I do believe that it's going to require us to have hard conversations. And that's another thing that holds women back is our fear of being vulnerable mm-hmm. and our fear of being, because how long have we been told that crying is weak. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But when we can tap into that heart and that vulnerability, I think that's where our power is. And we're, we're living in a world that's craving that. 
we just have to step into all leadership in our life and finances right along with it. It can't, it can't be either or. Exactly. I think finance at the end of the day is a tool. Yes. The more freedom, financial freedom you have, the more you can have an impact, influence others and, you know, just, uh, you know, shine, shine your light brighter. I have a last question for you. So you were talking about modeling. So who does an empowered woman act around money? What does success in the personal money sphere looks like? What does it look like? Yeah. I think everyone, we all, we all get to ask that question. That would be my call to action to anyone who's listening today, to a woman who's listening specifically, is what does success mean to you? Mm-hmm. For some women, it's going to look like Angela Merkel. And for some women, it's going to look like Melinda Gates. Mm -hmm. For some women in America, it's going to look like Michelle Obama or Oprah or Ellen. Modeling is who are the, who are the people that I respect? And it could be as simple as someone in your hometown. It doesn't have to be (laughs) right. Someone elevated. It can be, wow, this woman, this leader in, in this community or in my company yeah. I'm going to uh, I'm going to obsess. I'm going to have the courage to get to know them for ask. I'm going to ask for mentoring. How did they pave the way? Which is why my podcast I'm so I love so much is because I'm telling stories of from women of how they created success, whatever that means for them. Hmm. We need to get curious and we need to be willing to talk about it. Well, that's the thing as well, you know, but it's interesting what you were mentioning before. I realized that my girlfriends and I were talking more and more about money. Mm-hmm. While before it was a topic that was a bit taboo and, you know, not really to be brought up. But now mm-hmm. it's like, okay, one of my girlfriends wanted to buy a very expensive car. I'm just like, why? Why yeah. do you need to allocate so much money? You can, but ask yourself the question. Is it because everyone is doing it in your law firm? Is it because you really love that car and whatever? Is it because you think you're going to resell it at the same value in five years? Yeah. Maybe you think there is a, a business case. I don't think there's many business case with cars. But but before, you would have just said, oh, great. Oh, good for you. While now people are like, well, where did you shift your investments? Where is your money invested in? What is... And I understand a lot of my friends are professionals, a lot are in finance, but even five, 10 years ago, we wouldn't have had that conversation actually. Yeah, let's redefine success. Yeah, you know, and to your point, it's it's very personal as well. And, uh, but you want to make sure it's your definition mm-hmm. and you're not bringing your mothers, your father, uh, your entire uh, ecosystem when you're yes. writing what is success. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And you need some deprogramming already to be able to do that. So we just have a couple minutes left. Where can people find your work, work with you? I'm sure many people listening are like, okay, wow, uh, I think I can do better. And she's going to help me with that. So can you tell us in a few words? I know they can buy your book. Yeah, absolutely. So my first book, Girl, Get Your Shit Together, was written uh, with mindset in mind. So mm-hmm. if you're looking for some act action items, it's not just great conversation. It's at the end of each chapter, some action you can take and work that you can do. It was written by a coach. And I, I want you to, it, you know, if you want to try me on as a coach, read my book, take the action. 
Also, I have an online course. It's a stop budgeting course. The stop budgeting course teaches my systems in my way, coupled with mindset. If you want to have a new outlook on your money, be willing to look at it. I'll show you how to do that in my world. I also have a YouTube channel where all of my podcasts are housed. So you can be a part of those conversations, um, Lisa Chastain, and then also Instagram, or just go to my website where you can find everything, which is lisachastain.com. Okay. 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 That's perfect. Well, thank you so, so much, Lisa, for, uh, you know, taking the time and sharing your insights. I think uh, it was just enough for people to understand but also give them the curiosity of looking maybe for more. So thank you very much for your time. Thank you so much, Peggy. Thank you. Have a great day. Yeah, you as well.